It is June 26th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. Our Old Testament reading today that you'll be reading takes us to Job 7, 8, and 9. You remember yesterday we ended in chapter 6 where Job is responding to Eliphaz, his friend, uh, who is indicting him, and yet Job is responding in the continuance of his response here in chapter 7 with a sense of real despair. As a matter of fact, he's starting to sound a lot like Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes of life under the sun being vanity or meaninglessness or it's all for nothing. And of course, that's not true, but Job speaking in his pain is sounding a lot like that, that life is short. What's the purpose? What's the meaning? He doesn't see it. He's feeling uh, a great sense of of, of pain and anguish. He's really reached a place where uh, you can understand his statements, but you know they're not in keeping with the truth of what we've already seen in chapter one, and we will see at the end of the book as well, uh, asking why God is targeting him. Well, Bildad comes in there here in chapter eight, his second friend, and he's talking now about the justice of God. Uh, his first friend talking about uh, sinfulness of man. Now, Bildad comes in talking about the justice of God and basically saying you need to repent. Uh, there's got to be something wrong in your life. Obviously, that was the assumption if you're suffering, it's because there's sin and he's calling him to repentance. And he even uses in this short speech, uh, nature and history as examples of the sowing and reaping and the punishment that comes uh, for things that are done in a certain way. And of course, he's applying that to Job's moral life. And of course, that's not true. But Job then responds uh, harshly in chapter nine um, in in saying things that certainly are true about God's holiness and justice, but in his frustration, he's saying, you know, I just, I want a hearing with God. I want to be able to answer God. And that frustration is when we'll see uh, ramp up into a higher kind of, of uh, pounding of the desk, if you will, of Job in the chapters to come. Our New Testament reading is in Acts chapter 7. You remember Stephen is preaching in chapters uh, ch uh, chapter 7, verses 44 through 60, the end of this speech from Stephen. Uh, he talks about Moses and the tabernacle, and we've spent a lot of verses on Moses, a lot of things that Stephen had to say about Moses, but now we move from that to Solomon's temple in no time. That's a period, by the way, of, what, 600 years, but he deals with that in just a couple of verses to focus on the fact that Israel had been entrusted with a worship center, with all the revelation of God telling them about who God was and how to worship him and all the issues of uh, truth residing within the people and yet the people not responding well to that truth. Think about that. The tabernacle and later the temple would house the very tablets of the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. It would be where they collected the scrolls of the prophets. They knew the truth. They had it, but they stiffened their neck as the example goes here. The idiom goes in uh, Stephen's preaching. And of course, he's applying that to these modern day first century leaders of Israel who were stiff-necked against receiving the truth of Jesus being the fulfillment of those Old Testament prophets and the scriptures, and he's making that connection, and they understand that. It doesn't get past them. They understand that he's indicting them, and so they get angry, and they rush toward him and kill him, and they're fiercely angry, of course, as you would expect, and they're picking up rocks to throw at him, and they're going to snuff his life out. Yeah, Stephen is called the first martyr of the church. A martyr, by the way, is a Greek word, transliterates uh, into our language martyr, and it means a witness. They, they are witnessing when they die. They're willing to die for the witness of the testimony of the truth of Jesus. Reminds me of the brave people in the book of Revelation that Jesus uh, is speaking of, or that God is speaking of through the angel about them uh, overcoming. They didn't love their life even unto death, and they overcame by the testimony of Jesus. That's one thing that uh, they hold on to, and Stephen is a great example of that at the beginning of this church era where you see um, him 
not loving his life even unto death and willing to even be gracious and reflecting the forgiveness and mercy that Jesus exercised on the cross for his crucifiers, those who crucified him, and Stephen uh, reflecting that same kind of perspective. Our community imperative is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 4, which says, For as in one body we have many members. This is the beginning of a lengthy discussion, a fairly lengthy discussion of Paul regarding the aspects of uh, the body being a, an example of the uh, differing roles within the church. He says, For as uh, in one body we have many members or many parts, he says, and the members do not all have the same function. Then he goes on to finish that sentence, talk about the fact that in the church, of course, we have varieties of responsibilities and varieties of gifts and a variety of roles, and we ought to respect those. Uh, he expands on that greatly in Romans chapter 12, and using that body illustration to say every part is indispensable. And I just want to put it this way for today. You need to fully appreciate the different roles in the church. Fully appreciate the different roles in the church. That's going to be hard to do to fully appreciate them. But let's start today by you praying and thinking about the things that are done in the church by people focusing on various aspects of the church, strengthening it, strengthening the church, whether it's tech or hospitality or youth ministry or whatever it might be, these are aspects of the church that are necessary, and it may not be what you're gifted to do or what you're all about, but keeping in mind how important those parts are, how essential they are to the whole, can certainly keep our attitude proper and allow us to express ourselves in many different ways uh, for the glory of God with a good, loving, appreciative, and humble attitude. So fully appreciate the different roles in the church. Do that in your prayer life here today as you read the Old and New Testament. And we'll be back tomorrow as we continue reading through the Bible in a year.